This is Saving Grace, Living in Light of God's Love, a podcast ministry brought to you by Grace School of Theology, a seminary to the world committed to the truth of Scripture and life application through the lens of grace. Hello, I'm Carmen Pate. I'm your host for today's podcast. Our guest today writes, God's person should motivate us toward purity. God's power means we have the ability to experience purity, and in His provisions, we have everything we need to experience purity. Well, today we conclude our series on Stormproof Men as we consider the importance of preparing for the storms of temptation, which are sure to come. Our guest is Dr. Roger Fankhauser. He's the author of Stormproof Men, Sexual Purity for Christian Men in a Sex-Saturated World. Dr. Fankhauser received both a Master of Divinity and Doctor of Ministry degree at Phoenix Seminary. His research thesis, Sexual Purity for Non-Sexually Addicted Christian Men, confirmed both the need to help Christian men experience purity as well as the general scarcity of resources to help men. His book, Stormproof Men, grew from this work. He is the senior pastor of Burleson Bible Church in Burleson, Texas. Dr. Fankhauser is also the president of Free Grace Alliance. Welcome back one more time. Thank you. Good to be back again. Well, it seems appropriate that we might start with words of encouragement for our listeners, particularly for those who've been with us over the past couple of weeks. And I know for me personally, when I'm looking for words of encouragement, I go to the Word. I mm-hmm. go to the Scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure you have some, some favorites that, uh, talk, that really talk to what our discussion of sexual purity. Are there, are there, is there a Scripture that comes to mind that it encourages your heart? Well, there's there's really so many. One is, we talked about this in one of the earlier sessions, is 1 Corinthians 10, where mm-hmm. uh, we see first that God is faithful, and so we understand His character, yes. and that He provides a way of escape from any temptation we may face, Yes, and yes. The, the importance of that. Um, and then 1 John... Uh, a lot of people know 1 John 1, 9, the idea of you know, confessing our sin, but within 1 John, we see so much about God's love mm. and the idea that you know God is love and we love because He first loved us. And so looking at those verses dealing with God's love and recognizing the depth of it, uh, that you know, He loves us and loved us in our, our worst condition. Yes. And that we can't do anything to earn more of God's love because right. He loves us infinitely, and we can't do anything to lose God's love because He loves us unconditionally. And, and that's all wrapped up in that whole idea of mm. He's love and we only love because He first loved us. Yes. And, and I think that's love an that. important principle in this whole issue of sexual purity and realizing, mm-hmm. wait a minute, God loves me. Doesn't mean He likes it or condones it if I make you know, bad choices. Yes. But that he doesn't stop loving me. Right, right. And his desire is to help mm-hmm. you overcome that mm-hmm. failure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. love that. In your book, you talk about internal temptation versus mm-hmm. external temptation. Help us to understand the, the difference. Okay, I love to use the illustration of fishing. I love to fish. Oh, yeah. And uh, there's a pond that a friend and I love to fish, and we use plastic worms and... <laughs> and um, you know, so the idea is I'll put on the, the, the bait and I'm going to 
cast where I think the fish are going to be. Uh-huh. And that fish has zero control on whether that worm shows up or not. Mm-hmm. You know, that's external. It's something that just pops into pops their world. And, mm-hmm. and those things happen with us in every area of temptation, too. Mm-hmm. Things just pop up and come our way, and, and we have no control over that. Uh, but that's not when it's a problem. Uh, the problem becomes when we look at it, and as James says, we are uh, enticed, mm-hmm. and uh, ultimately it ends in death. So my goal yeah. is I want to take that external temptation of the worm, okay. the bass sees it, and he goes, aha, mm-hmm. breakfast. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't realize it's a plastic worm with a hook in it that's going to lead to his death, but he hits it. And that's when it becomes a problem, when we start thinking about it and internalizing it, and then in whatever way, shape, or form it may be, whether just fantasizing or actually acting out some way, mm-hmm. you know, doing something with it. Yes, yes. So it's it's kind of going back to that, the lust of the eyes and the lust of the, mm-hmm. you know, the your mind. So it's, it's, it's really internalizing, wow, this would be good, mm-hmm. when in mm-hmm. fact it, it would lead to death. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, temptations do come in all forms, and you've kind of used a, a storm analogy, uh, starting from rain showers to, to hurricanes. Right. And you, you gave a great analogy regarding leaky roofs. I, I thought, yes, that really explains it well. Help us to understand the importance yeah. of preparation when we think about a leaky roof. Well, a, a, a leaky roof um, doesn't bother you when the weather's good. Yeah. Uh, but when it starts raining, you have a you have a mess. A friend of mine just went camping, and they realized that their tent had a leaking roof in oh. the middle of the night. <laughs> uh, but the idea is is you take care of the little things mm-hmm. uh, because if you don't, they may lead to bigger things. Yes. And so sometimes we we're not even aware that we're doing it, but we're we're feeding our mind with sexual images, sexual mm-hmm. thoughts. We're not mm-hmm. being careful with. Uh, the things we read, we're not being careful of the things we watch, and so we you kind of plant some of those images um, in our in our mind, and so uh, what ends up happening is is we open the door for more serious issues, mm-hmm. and we're, we've kind of, for lack of a better term, numbed ourselves a little bit mm-hmm. to you know some of the sexual content, and yes. and, yes. and uh, like the bass, now mm-hmm. we've said, oh, that looks pretty good, and we chase it and, and bite. Yeah. I use the analogy of a coffee cup. If my coffee cup is empty, I could take this cup, I could pour eight ounces of coffee and it wouldn't be any problem. Mm-hmm. But if I've <laughs> let things kind of fill up in it mm. and then it's halfway full and I pour eight ounces in, it's going to spill over yeah. and I've got a mess. Yes. And that leaky roof is, you know, I, I will probably never be tempted to go out and, and commit some sexual sin based on watching a sitcom with sexual content, but it's just, it's just kind of filled that cup a little bit. Uh. And so yes. I've been desensitized, and I don't have room to deal with the bigger storms when they come. Exactly. I, I was thinking of a, a friend who was sharing with us that he, he has a 12-year-old son, and and the women's lingerie magazine, mm-hmm. or uh, catalog, rather, came to their home and was there on the, the counter you know, with mm-hmm. the mail. And he said he realized he was looking through it mm-hmm. and didn't think anything about it, kind of walked off, and then he thought, oh, my goodness. My son's going to be home in a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's laying on the counter. I better go throw it away, mm-hmm. which he did. But then he recognized that he needed to throw it away for himself right. as well. Uh, but that's kind of that leaky roof, isn't it? Right. Where, you know, it yep. starts out something little, yeah. but it can certainly lead to desiring more. Right. In our yeah. culture, it's constantly feeding us those little oh, things. Oh, yes. And yes. it desensitizes us. Wow. It's scary. Mm. 
Well, pornography, as we talked in the last program, uh, a multi-billion dollar business. Right. With technology we have today and in the privacy of your home, you have access free of charge. Mm -hmm. uh, but you mentioned the importance of recognizing times of that we're vulnerable. Right. Uh, and I, I think there are issues that, that you mentioned that, that would be helpful for our listeners to hear that trigger uh, our tendency to give in to, to sexual sin. Mm -hmm. uh, could you share some of those with us? Sure. Uh, every person that will have different triggers, different things in their life yeah. that, um, you know, we think sometimes in terms of comfort food, you know, we'd kind of mm -hmm. chuckle, you know, gee, I'm depressed, so I'm going to go get some chocolate <laughs> so ice cream. Now you're yeah. talking about me, yeah. so we're well, stepping on toes yeah, here. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's the same sort of thing, yes. only it's, you know, like, gee, I'm depressed, mm -hmm. you know, this will make me feel better. So, you know, I'll go pursue the, you know, some you know, physical thing, chasing pornography or and acting yes. out to that, yes. that sort of thing. Yes. So it can be depression, it can be sadness, it can be anger, it can be loneliness. You know, if you're struggling in a relationship with your wife, you know, in a, in a healthy marriage, uh, sexual relationship is to be a, a time of intimacy. Uh, and, and frankly, most people know that you know, men and women think differently and, it, and it's a rare marriage where the interest level is the same, mm -hmm. husband and wife. Mm -hmm. You know, one may be interested more often, or you know, those kinds of things get in the way. Life circumstances, kiddos sure. in the home, those kinds of things. Sure. Being and, tired. Yeah, and so sometimes the trigger is, well, gee, I'm really interested, but she's not. So this mm -hmm. is a good out. No, it's not, but that's mm -hmm. our rationalization. Mm -hmm. And so it really boils down to uh, seriously thinking about uh, when do you pursue. You know, these sexual issues, whatever, whatever, yeah. whatever way it is that you pursue them. When do you pursue them? What's going yeah. on in your life? Yeah. And sometimes there's deeper things, um, yeah. you know, abuse, you know, especially for kiddos that have experienced sexual mm. abuse or mm. things mm. like that. Those, there'll be th mm. something that will trigger a memory from that and, and lead to things. And so it really takes some soul searching. Yeah, I guess it would, yeah. yes. Uh, it's at the end of Psalm 139, you know, at the begin first half, you know, David... Uh, speaks of um, God's power and His position, and mm -hmm. you know, and being everywhere. But at the end, He says, you know, "Search my heart." Yes. And I think that's a valid prayer. Now we have to be careful that we're not spending so much time being introspective that mm -hmm. you know we're we're essentially locked ourselves in a room functionally, right, not maybe right. not literally. Um, but it is important to, to study ourselves because the things that are triggers for me may not be, yeah. you know, for the next guy. And so just learning, you know, what, what are the things in my life that yeah. you know, prompt me and push me in the wrong direction? Exactly. Like the chocolate ice cream. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, because, you know, if when we tell God or ask God, mm -hmm. you know, search my heart and mm -hmm. show me if mm -hmm. there is wickedness there, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. uh, he will. Mm -hmm. He will. I I've I found that over, over my life is that. The Holy Spirit then will start nudging you about things, mm -hmm. and and so, um, mm -hmm. but it is it is good to to ask God to do that to show mm -hmm. you. But as you say, don't dwell in that, but deal with it and move on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I opened the program with a quote from your book, which I would like for us to break down if we could to better grasp how God prepares us for the storm because He does. He's so good when He 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 loves us so much. He knows what's coming, so He gives us the tools we need. To prepare for it. And the first thing, as you say, is to recognize who God is to help motivate us towards purity. What would you like our listeners to, to really focus on in regards to God's attributes? 
Well, there's there's so, several. Yes. Um, I mean, we could spend yes. you know, sessions on just talking about God's attributes. But some of the ones that, that I think are really important, one is understanding his love mm-hmm. um, as best we can. I mean, you know, ultimately, his love is demonstrated in sending Christ to die on the cross for us, to pay the price for all of our sins, which is important. Yes. You know, even the deepest, darkest sexual sins are covered yes. in that sense. Yes. And, and so he doesn't hold those against us in, in relation to our, our salvation. But understanding that, uh, yes, he will discipline us as his children, but he's doing it as a loving father for our good to, mm-hmm. to draw us back to, to righteousness. Mm-hmm. So that idea of, of God's love is, is an important one. I agree. Um, mm. and, and I think, too, related to that, uh, when we understand that in his love he sent his son, then that ought to be a motivation if he sent Christ to die for me, that ought to be motive to follow him. Yes, and, and that yes. too gets back to our theology of salvation. That if if we understand that our salvation is a free gift, simply by believing in Christ, and we receive eternal life with no strings, yeah. you know, we don't have to do anything to earn it, keep it, or prove it. Right. That gives motivation for. But now, I want to follow you because you're worthy of being followed instead of being fearful of something in our life. And, and I can't do it alone. Right. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. and a second attribute is is his holiness mm, in recognizing and how important that is. Yeah, mm. and and sometimes we as Christians have twisted holiness and that we only view it as what God's against, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and that's part of it. You know, mm-hmm. God is completely separated from sin, but First mm-hmm. uh, John says, "In God there is only light, no darkness." Yes, and so he's separated to righteousness, mm-hmm. you know, away from sin, but mm-hmm. to righteousness. And mm-hmm. So holiness is a good thing. Yes. And uh, and finally, his goodness. Mm. That if we understand that God is good, we may not understand you know, specific circumstances sometimes, and it causes us to scratch our head, but if we understand by faith God is good, mm-hmm. then whatever he's asked me to do is because it's Good because it is good. Yeah, it, it's good. It's good for me, and it and it glorifies Him. Yeah. So that that just kind of scratches the surface. It does, but, but those were good ones. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, very very good. Well, n- next you say that God's power means we have the ability to experience purity. Uh, I know my husband used to counsel young men in in regard to sexual purity, and he would become so frustrated when when they had heard over and over again. You know, well, I've just got to do everything I can to, to get better. I'm going to do better tomorrow. I'm going to do better. He's called that the white-knuckle approach, right. and, and I noticed you did as well. Explain to our listeners what you mean by the white-knuckle approach and why that's not going to be the power that you need to overcome a sin. Yeah, the, sin is strong. You know, and our, our flesh is strong, and you know, we still have that capacity to, to sin. Every Christian still has that. Yeah. And you, you can't beat the flesh with the flesh. Mm. And, and, you know, that white knuckle is, I'm just going to, out of my sheer willpower, right. I'm going to try and do better. Well, the, the reality is that if, if sin has some sort of a, a toehold in our life, it, we're not strong enough by ourselves to, to push that out in its, its an entirety. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and, yeah, there, there's obviously exceptions. Some people are able to, to do that, but that's not normal. No. And if we want long-term success... And really want to enjoy that process, mm. then we need to learn to not use our own strength, but what are the tools that God's provided yes, for yes, us? Yes. And when you have God Himself and, and the Holy Spirit living mm-hmm. in us, mm-hmm. why would you why would you look to your flesh when you've got God mm-hmm. living in and through mm-hmm. you and, and 
Mm-hmm. So, yes, very, very good. Uh, citing two, uh, citing Second Peter 1, 2, and 3, you remind the reader that in his provisions, we have everything we need to experience purity. Right. So what are some of the provisions that we can easily access? The, the simplest one, well, actually, that's not quite true. There's a couple of them that are very simple. One, one is his scriptures. Yeah. He, he has revealed to us who he is and uh, who we are and what he has done for us in Christ. And so in the scriptures, we can, that's where we get the glimpse of what God is really like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm mm-hmm. convinced that's why Satan zings us and tries to keep us away from it. You know, I'm, I'm amazed. I, I've read the, the novel Les Miserables three times, uh-huh. 1,400 pages, <laughs> page turner. And what do you mean i got to read four chapters of the Bible today? Uh, you know, and and uh, it's not just reading. There's a spiritual battle going on behind the scenes. No doubt. Uh, because that's going to lead to, to life, you know, experiencing mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. So that's the, that's the first is recognizing that he's revealed himself to us in the Scriptures. Yes. And he's also indwelt every single believer with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And, and that is the real key to long-term success and enjoying the success. Yes. You know, even if you white knuckle, you can't really enjoy it because you always feel that tension. But in, mm-hmm. in the power of the Spirit, you can experience it and enjoy it at the same yes. time. Yes, yes, excellent, excellent. Uh, and prayer. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I forgot that part. How can well, you forget that? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't forget it in the book, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but I think you know that one is too is something that we. Uh, don't do enough of, mm-hmm. and I I, I heard mm-hmm. someone say one time that well, when we get to heaven, we will be aware of all that we could have prayed for mm-hmm. and the difference it could have made, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. I I think of that often because uh, again, from distractions in mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. our prayer time can be limited if not totally forgotten. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Any any thoughts of encouragement or direction on how to be uh, uh, disciplined? To, to take that time each, each day well, throughout I, the day. I think we need to, to understand that all of us are, are wired differently. You know, some of us have shorter attention spans than other people. You know, prayer isn't a magic formula that, gee, I need to have 30 minutes a day, you know, in solitude. That would drive me crazy. Mm -hmm. But I can think in terms of, I can talk with God all day long. That's right. And so I'm with my wife. And I don't say, honey, you get 8 to 8.30 in the morning. You know, I'm going <laughs> right. to talk to her in the morning, and uh-huh. I'm going to talk to her in the afternoon, and I'm going to talk to her in the evening, and it's uh-huh. the same thing with God. And so part of that is of prayer is just thinking in terms of you know, this isn't, you know, God's not expecting some formal program. No. He just wants us to talk to Him. Yes. And so it's whenever something comes to our mind or whenever we see something that, that um, we want to praise Him for or, mm-hmm. or thank Him for or, you know, it's that, just that idea of... of um, Praying without ceasing in the sense of having a mind set on prayer so that we have conversation with him all day long. Yes, yes. And, and, and it takes some of the, the legalistic pressure off that, that sometimes we build accidentally into people. Well, I couldn't spend 30 minutes in prayer. Well, and I didn't go into a closet. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, yeah. That's, that's normal conversations are like that. Yes. And so that's, that's part of it. And the other is... Um, Thinking about what some of the things Scripture have said and talking back, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. in a good way, not as a right. <laughs> thinking first of of kids as they talk about the parents. Not like that. Not like that. But you know, the, the promise in First Corinthians that mm-hmm. God will provide a way of escape, mm-hmm. and so it's just you know when things are popping up, it says God, show me the way out. Yeah, 
give me the strength, you know? And so it's, <laughs> it's, it's an awareness of what's going on around us yes, yes. and an awareness that we're free to talk with them or be silent yes. anytime. But having that mindset of, I'm going to talk throughout right. the day. Oh, and I, I, I have experienced that, and I love yeah. that, just yeah. that ongoing yeah. conversation with my Lord. Lord, yeah. I need wisdom. Lord, I'm, I, I'm fearful. I need, yeah. you know, I need to feel your presence. Yeah. I need yeah. all these things. Yeah. It's, a, it's a beautiful thing. And to have that uh, truly keeps us in that intimacy, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and I think also it's, it's a, uh, when, when we have that ongoing time in the Scripture and time in prayer, Again, it's that walking in the spirit. It's not mm-hmm. we're we're going to be less tempted to do mm-hmm. something that would offend him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Another dimension of prayer is realizing we don't have to talk in flowery language. Oh yeah. We don't have to talk in King James English. Yes. We just talk normal. Uh huh. Yeah, and you know, God's not more impressed because I can give this eloquent speech. Yes. You know, I remember the um, Pharisee, you know, in his you know flowery uh-huh. speech, and uh-huh. and the one just you know. Beat his breast and says, "Lord, be merciful to a sinner like me." Yes, you yes. Know, we we can just talk to just him talk normally. Normal. Yeah, I agree. I love yeah. that. Well, we talked about the importance of a correct view of God actually mm-hmm. in the last couple of sessions, but but what about a correct view of ourselves? How does that play into this whole idea of sexual purity? There's there's so many wrong ideas we can have about ourselves that you know one of them is. Um, that were John Wayne Christians, you know, I can do it by myself, and I've got the strength to pull myself up by my boot straps. God never designed us that way. Yeah. Um, I can have an underappreciation of my sinful desires and, and propensities. But the flip side is I can also have too low of a view of who I am in Christ, mm. and, you know, I see sin as too powerful. Mm. Mm. And so well, I just yeah. can't help myself. Well, that's half true. You know, on your own, you can't, but that doesn't mean God hasn't provided the way to do that. Yes. And so when we develop these wrong views of who we are, you know, that will roll over into how we, we live out life. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I see myself as redeemed in Christ, and I see myself as an adopted son, not as a foster son, but as an right. adopted son, yes. you know, that impacts, you know, my... You know, how I see who I really am, mm-hmm. um, and I can have a healthy view of sin, recognizing that sin is still you know, a real issue to deal with, but also recognizing there's there's more to it than just mm-hmm. you know facing that. And He's given us the provision to not just face sin and deal with it, but to walk in purity and to walk in in victory. In victory, yes. And and being able to focus on Him. Yes, very good. Well, the book goes into a lot of detail regarding uh, the key principles for sexual purity, and and you mentioned you know co- connecting regularly with God, like mm-hmm. we just talked about, mm-hmm. involving others in our life, mm-hmm. uh, control and replacing our thoughts, uh, controlling our eyes and fleeing. In uh, just our closing moments, is there anything that you would, uh, what we're encouraging people to do, obviously, mm-hmm. is to get this book, uh, Stormproof Men. Uh, it is uh, available. You can find information about it on our website, and there'll be a link in our podcast notes for you to to find this book. Uh, but are there any comments about you know, any of those things that you would just like to make in our closing moments uh, from those those key principles? Uh, the, the, the biggest 
issue, I think, and most important, and I say this in the book, that if you don't get anything else, get this, uh-huh. that it's by power by walking in the Spirit. And Paul doesn't give, here's how you walk in the Spirit, here's 10 steps to follow. It's very okay. simple. doesn't mean it's easy. It's just simple. It's not complicated. In the context of, of Galatians, the idea of walking in the Spirit is mm-hmm. hearing with faith and then in faith responding. Mm-hmm. The key being faith, hearing God's faith. Word. Yeah receiving it by faith, and then trusting God as we we step out on it and realizing that's the key because he says when you walk in the Spirit, you will not, very strongly, uh, you you won't. There's no way that you'll carry out the desires of the flesh. Yes, yes. And we sometimes live as practical atheists. We don't believe that. (laughs) And I think some of it's because we've tried making it too complicated. Mm. But it really is simple, not easy. Because you know it takes time to you know, process that and to you know, think biblically, but hearing with faith, and by faith responding. And it's a moment by moment thing, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. John, uh, Jesus uses the phrase "abide in my words." You know, yeah. if you abide in my words, then you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. It starts yes. with abiding in His word, because that's the tool that the Holy Spirit's going to use. Yes. And that's the tool that we say we trust the Spirit to empower us to. To obey, and I'm convinced that whole idea of walking by the Spirit is missed in a whole bunch of the books written on sexual purity. Oh, I there's think a lot so of books. Too. They have they have some good principles, but if you miss that, yes. I'm convinced that you're missing the real power source. Oh, no doubt about it. Yeah. I think it goes back to that white knuckle approach. Mm-hmm. And if but if you have the Holy Spirit and you're relying on Him and you're yielding to Him mm-hmm. uh, every moment, mm-hmm. He He'll help you mm-hmm. in this this process. And I learned so much from your book. And let thank me you. say again, as a as a woman, thank you for writing that. Uh, we we desire that the men in our lives uh, be pure sexually. So thank you so much. An excellent book. Thank you for being with us these past few podcasts. Thank you. I've, I've enjoyed the time. Our guest again has been Dr. Roger Fankhauser. Uh, this excellent book, again, let me encourage you to get a copy, read it again and again, not just one time, because as we've said, this is a, an issue that will affect us the rest of our lives because of our flesh and our sin nature. So I encourage you to keep that as a book that you'll continually go to. Uh, you'll find information again in our, in our podcast notes. Dr. Fankhauser, uh, I I pray that this is going to be used to change hearts and minds and help uh, set many on the road to to sexual purity victory. Thank you. Uh, And thank you, our listeners, for joining us today. Now, if you missed the first two podcasts on this topic, you'll find them in our website archives. You can download our app at gsot.edu. We have many resources there to help guide your Christian walk, including accredited classes for pursuing a ministry degree, regular free workshops and classes available online or at our seminary location, and much, much more. You can find it all at our website. Do you have friends and family who don't know about God's amazing grace? Please share our podcast with them. Tell them of the great resources that we make available through grace. We're so glad you joined us today. Remember, God's love can never be earned and it can never be lost. You have been listening to Saving Grace, a podcast ministry of Grace School of Theology. For more information, visit gsot.edu slash savinggrace. Views expressed on this podcast may not always be the views of Grace School of Theology or its leadership. 